All right, here we go for the August 31st, 2021 news. Normally, let's see if we can move the microphone here. Normally, I do this on a Monday, but I took the week off. Yeah, I feel a little difference in the sound. It's because I was adjusting the mic. Yeah, I was off so this week, and I just didn't have time to do it. I was doing a bunch of other stuff. What did I do this week? Oh, it was very exciting. I went and saw my grandson. And I spent the day with my grandson, my wife, and my uh, daughter-in-law, who's just, I just, she's so upbeat and so amazing. I'm, you know, I'm really lucky that my, my son ran across her and, or I should say he ran, she ran across him. I'm not sure what she, here's the way it worked. She texted uh, her friend and it was the wrong phone number. And that's how they met. And he was stationed in Japan. And she was uh, doing work over as a nurse in Japan, and that's how they met. Just some totally random thing. And because this totally random thing happened, now we have this little Hank, this little Hank guy who just smiles and laughs and and just, he's, oh my God, he just full on just running all over the place. It's amazing. I don't know. The kid just makes me smile. I can't wait till he gets old enough and we can go cruising in the Mustang. I think uh, it's going to be a blast. They go to these little rural roads in Wisconsin. You know, these little like dirt roads and things like that. And I just got a funny feeling that in, I'm going to hold off and I've been wanting to do all these rural roads, but I've been holding off because I got a funny feeling. Hank's only two. I want to wait till he's like maybe six or seven, you know, when he's a little bit older, when he can handle it. And I'm thinking to myself, he's going to be the perfect road trip partner. I can just, I, I just get this feeling, you know, it's just going to be a blast. I can see it now, you know, hitting all these rural roads, taking photos, talking about it, maybe hitting a few lunch places here and there. It'll be a blast. My son, he used to be a road, good road trip partner. Then he got married, joined the Marines, and now he thinks he's an adult because he's 30. So I miss, uh, you know, it was, it was some of the best stuff we did. We just get in the car and we just go somewhere. And then whatever happened, happened, and we explored the area and had a good time. I miss that. That's what I miss. You know, that uh, just, you know, me and my son just traveling around like that and just randomly going someplace. But the son's too busy to do those things anymore. It's like Cats in the Cradle or something, the song. But little Hank, I think he'll even be a better road trip partner. So... I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. So that's what I got going on. All right. So I guess we'll get on with the show. Uh, before we do, well, no, let's just get on with it. All right. Here we go. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish, right here. 
Okay, let's first start off. If you're headed down into, you know, down in Louisiana, they got like over a million people without power right now. So what you're going to see on the interstate is you're probably going to see like convoys of utility workers headed down that area because, you know, I've, you know, they don't, here's what it is. In the whole country, they don't have like this massive amount of utility guys, guys that work power lines and things like that. So when something major like this happens, you know, they group up and then they share resources. It makes sense because you don't need them all the time. But when you do need them, you need a lot of them. So they're, they're, there's probably guys from all over the country going down there to do work. That's the way that works. And uh, so you're going to see a lot of convoys. So if you see these guys at the truck stops or rest areas or whatever, give them, you know, give them some, give them some space. Because, uh, you know, they need to get to where they're going as fast as possible. Because those guys got a lot of work ahead of them. There's a lot going on down there. Over a million people without power. Last report I heard was they're going to have, uh, you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks to get power back in Louisiana. And there's a lot of damage down there. So, Also, if you're headed down to that area, make sure that you check. And I'm not even going to tell you who's open or isn't open because by the time... Yeah, this will all be outdated within a couple of days. But what I say is call ahead. Make sure the truck stops in the area that you're going to down there are open or have power. They might be have emergency generators. So they may have power. Make sure you can get fuel. Make sure you can get in and out of the area. Don't go down there and then get stuck and then be in the way. You know, so check check things out is all I'm saying. And, and get the most accurate, up-to-date information that you could get. Because if you go by just what I say, you know, it's going to be outdated within a couple of days, and I can't update it as fast as you guys are going to need it. So I say, get down there, get the most accurate information you can get, look into it, and then go from there. All right? There's a lot of flooded out roads down there, a lot of damage. You know, make sure you can get to where you're going. Obviously, if you have emergency supplies, you know, things people need, you know, you should probably get to the front of the line, but you know how that works. So just keep that in mind. So Hurricane Ida, you know, tore some stuff up. We will survive. We will get through this. You know, it was unnerving to me because I'm up in Wisconsin and I was watching that, you know, the weather channel because they do the, you know, they do pretty good. And, uh, you know, the weather guy was wearing a helmet, you know, when it got up to over 100, it was 125 miles an hour wind. And I thought, wow, yeah, that's smart. The guy's wearing a helmet because there's shit flying everywhere. And of course, I guess on uh, social media, people were talking mad about it. I just thought that was kind of strange. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't. So anyway, let's get on with the news. So we've heard this story before. There's been so many of them; it's unbelievable. But I guess these guys are getting paid for this. So anyway, a truck driver was arrested recently after 132 undocumented migrants. Immigrants, sorry, not migrants. Immigrants were found inside his trailer in sleeper berth. That's the key, the sleeper berth, okay? The incident happened August 14th, so we talked about this earlier in the, not too long ago, actually. It's hard to keep track of which one's which. It happens so often. Anyway, according to the Texas Department of Public Safety, troopers ran the plates. Oh, hold on. I'm going to pause. I got to sneeze. Darn it. Hold on. Okay, I paused that. I figured you didn't want to hear me sneeze. Anyway, the Department, Texas Department of Public Safety troopers ran the plates of a tractor trailer traveling along Highway 83 and discovered a plate belonged to a different vehicle. Ooh, that's not good. 
Troopers pull over the rig, and the driver, Daryl Lee Holber II, granted permission for them to search the trailer. During the search, troopers found multiple people inside the 132 people. Okay, that's not multiple. That's a, that's a shitload of people. So they found 132 undocumented people were inside the big rig. During his police interview, Holber stated that he was hired to drive a tractor trailer from Laredo to San Antonio. Holber stated that he was to be paid $40,000 for the job once he arrived in San Antonio. Holber stated he did not know there were people in the trailer, but due to the amount he was paid, he knew he was transporting something illegal. You know what? They were in the sleeper. Oh, I had to sneeze again. Sorry about that. Anyway, he knew you know, they were in the sleeper. There was people in the sleeper. So how would he not know that he was transporting illegals? You know, he was in the sleeper. Plus, you know, when you did your pre-trip, I imagine you, I have to assume you'd figure something out. I mean, I think I would have. I'd like to think I would have. If I didn't, I shouldn't be driving no more. That's for sure. So anyway, he's, he's and you know, the fact that he's getting paid $40,000, you know, who knows what that shit is. Could be explosives, could be anything. So he's going to have some issues. So I don't know. You know what? You want to do one of these loads? Don't do it because they're looking for you. You know, they're down on the 10 and they're all over the place and they know all the little tricks because they've been dealing with the same shit for years. So just be careful down there, okay? Let's get moving on. Okay. Earlier this week, this one's horrific. Um, a billion dollar verdict I reached in the case against trucking companies for death of college freshmen. Now, the, this accident happened in 2017, all right? So here's basically what happened, and, you know, I'm just going off by what's reported. The accident question, and you're thinking $1 billion, it's a lot of money, right? But the kid died, okay? So what's a billion dollars versus the loss of your child? You know what? I'll take the, I would rather have my kid back than a billion dollars, I can assure you. But don't worry, the parents, if you're up against, you know, against stuff like that, don't worry. The parents are never going to see the money, I'm sure. But they certainly made a statement. They certainly made a, and that's probably what they wanted, you know, validation, you know. So anyway, this poor kid. Anyway, a billion-dollar verdict was reached by a Florida jury this week in a case against trucking companies responsible for the death of a college freshman. Uh, the incident in question happened on Labor Day weekend in 2017 on Interstate 95 near Jacksonville, Florida. Well, I know that one because I went to Jacksonville quite a bit. Now, in the accident, uh, Connor Dezion, D-Z-I-O-N, Dezion, was driving south on 95 when he stopped in traffic caused by a semi-truck up ahead. Uh, it doesn't say exactly where. I'm thinking just before the, the 10 down there. Anyway, the accident involved a truck driver for AGD Business Services. Okay. That's the first truck. That's A-J-A-J-T, A-J-D, sorry, Business Services. Now, this guy was distracted by his phone, was driving over the legal limit of hours, and did not even have a commercial driver's license at the time of the crash. So, I mean, that's just the disaster legally. I mean, there's there's just no, you're in the wrong right from the get-go, okay? Over an hour later, Dezion, uh, we'll call him by his first name because I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, Connor. So anyway, Connor was sitting there for over an hour. And we've all done this, you know, sat in traffic because of accidents or whatever, because of the first accident. All right. Now, the second truck 
This guy was driving for Kinkashan Carriers, K-A-H-K-A-S-H-A-N, of Canada. Well, he slammed into the back of, you know, a bunch of cars, maybe Connor's first one he hit, it doesn't say. Anyway, he slammed into a line of traffic at 70 miles per hour, killing Connor. Investigators uh, revealed that the truck was on cruise control at the time of the accident and did not even tap his brakes until one second before the fatal crash. So, yeah, he's toast, too. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, you know, you, I don't know. I, I've been in a situation like that where I stopped, the guy behind me stopped, and then the guy behind him didn't stop and rear-ended the guy behind me, and there was truck parts everywhere. Luckily, you know, I didn't get hit, but, man, that stuff was everywhere. In fact, it was flown so far ahead that it was in front of my truck. The guy behind me, or the guy that did the hitting, he had avocados. Avocados were all over the ground. Uh, it was a nightmare. And uh, luckily, though, nobody died in that one. So, anyway, further investigation of the chain of events revealed that the AG, AJD ignored many of the laws regarding, regarding hiring safe truck drivers and did no investigation into the driver's fitness for employment before putting him behind the wheel. In other words, they threw him behind the wheel. The guy didn't even have a license. How do you how do you do that? You don't hire people without a license. It's so stupid. All right. After five days of testimony, a hundred million dollar verdict was handed down to Connor's parents for their pain and suffering over the loss of their son. This involves uh, both trucking companies, all right? So the $100 million verdict was for both trucking companies. The jury also handed over a $90 million verdict for punitive damages against AJ, AGD. I keep saying AG, AJD business service for the negligent employment of a dangerous driver. It's a good-looking kid. Probably really young. Anyway, well, he's in college. Of course he's young. Everybody's young to me these days. So, anyway, one company basically got hit for 50, you know, 500 or, or 900, uh, 950 million. And the other one got hit for 50 million, basically. Um, seems excessive. No doubt about that. But then again, you know, what price you put on a life. So, I can see where the parents went. They probably were just trying to make a statement, trying to, you know, and I don't believe them. I probably would go for it too. I don't know. I bet you they. I bet you though they'd rather have their son back than the money. You know. So keep that in mind. All right. Let's get moving on. All right. This is a bizarre story. I don't know what to think about this one. Uh, crash happened on the twenty third of August in northern Utah County. Doesn't say what mile marker. So if I knew what mile marker, I'd have a better understanding of what the area was like. But anyway. Here's what happened. Uh, 75-year-old Gary Hubbard was driving his rig southbound on Interstate 15 at 2.35 p.m. when a tire blew, sending his rig careening out of control. Well, it was probably a steer tire then. Yeah, a steer tire would do that, you know. The left front tire of the vehicle blew, yeah, steer tire, causing it to swerve left across the number two and one lane. So basically, this left steer tire blew, it pulled him to the left, and he lost control. All right. HOV lanes. Then impact the center concrete medium. So he went right through the uh, the left, you know, two lanes to the left. Then he went through the high occupancy vehicle lane, and then he slammed into the medium barrier and the barrier. All right. That's what the Utah Highway 
patrol said. Now, according to witnesses, the driver and sole occupant was ejected. So it threw him out of the truck, either the passenger window or through the front window. I'm not sure. Probably didn't have a seatbelt on. Maybe. Who knows? And then he got pulled underneath the semi as it, got, as it continued south along the HOB and left emergency lane. And the vehicle came to a stop approximately 275.5 inches in the left emergency lane. 275.5. It came to a stop at approximately 275.5 in the left emergency lane. I don't even know what that means. 275 feet, 275 mile or 200, what, what does that mean? The vehicle came to a stop at approximately 275.5 in the left emergency lane. Anyway, Hubbard was pronounced that scene. No other vehicles were involved with the crash. Um, I think it was, oh, mile post, 275.5. So, I don't know. Poor guy. I can't even, can't even fathom something like that. Yeah, his poor family. Uh, you know, he didn't take anybody out with him, so who knows? Maybe he had a little bit of control. 75 is pretty old to be driving a truck, though. Hell, I think 55 is pretty old to be driving a truck, and that's where I'm at. So anyway, let's get moving on. Um, it's hard to be upbeat after something like that. All right. Looks like that's all we got this week. Not too much. That Ida thing really took up a lot of it, plus all that nonsense and bullshit going on with Afghanistan. You know, I don't know. I don't just, uh, I don't know. It's a disaster that's been in the making for 20 years. I think the blood has been in a lot of people's hands. I was against the invasion from day one. A lot of people told me I was unpatriotic because of that. I just saw no, you know, no good was going to come of this. Besides that, Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11. You know, maybe Bin Laden was hiding out in their place, but those people didn't have nothing to do with it. They were all from Saudi Arabia, so I don't know. Go figure. Just an excuse to invade. Gotta, gotta invade so we can sell more weapons, keep this shit rolling. So, I don't know. I was against it. Anyway, yeah, I know. I know there's some people out there listening that was going... Oh my God! You're unpatriotic. You should, you should want to go attack people. No, I don't want to attack anybody. You know, I prefer if we didn't go to war for quite a while. You know, and if we ever do, let's do it for the right reasons. You know, for something we actually believe in as a people. Just remember, when we go to war, we do things. What's happening is these things are done in your name. Just remember that. Whatever your country, whatever your country is, something like this happens. It's being done in your name. And if you don't think that's something that you would do or approve of, say so. So, anyway, that's my political rant. I don't usually, there's no point in talking about it. People believe what they're going to believe, and it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to change. At least right now, anyway. So, stay out of trouble. Pray for the people down in Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida. You know, Louisiana got hit the hardest. You know, these storms are coming in more. You know, the drivers, a lot of drivers down there still. People got to bring in supplies to stay out of trouble, all right? That's it. I'm out of here. Peace out. Stay out of trouble. And hopefully I'll get them videos up for the Wapon Truck Show soon. Yeah, I've been kind of dragging on that. So I haven't had time to mess with it. Um... 
I don't know. Oh, that reminds me. September 18th, Southridge Mall, Milwaukee. Well, I think it's Milwaukee. Anyway, it's Southridge Mall in the Milwaukee area. Uh, car show. I'll be there. I'll be taking photos. If you see me, I'll be wearing a white. No, what will I be wearing? I'll be wearing an Alley Rats. That's the car club I belong to. Alley Rats uh, car club shirt. And I'll be wearing a black Mustang hat. You know, if you see me, yell out. Maybe I'll buy you lunch. All right. Talk to you later. Kingfish out. <laughs>